After a lifetime of researching the dynamic and enigmatic world of light entertainment, I've decided to ditch my notebook and meet the people who inspire me. What makes them the people they are? How do they feel about the show business landscape in which they find themselves? And in a world where anyone can be a star, is there still a need for performers who have universal appeal? Come with me on a journey of discovery as I get a unique insight into Britain's favourite stars with a little help from my glamorous assistants. Yeah, well, I say glamorous, more like hazardous. And of course, we'll have a bit of fun along the way. Italian-born Frankie Dottori followed in his father Gianfranco Dottori's footsteps to become the most decorated jockey of his generation, becoming the first teenager since Lester Piggott to ride 100 winners in just one season. That was the start of an illustrious career in horse racing, which eventually resulted in him taking the prestigious title as the most coveted jockey of all time. After retirement, Frankie has become a familiar face on British television, appearing on the long-running panel show A Question of Sport from 2002 to 2004, and came seventh in Celebrity Big Brother 2011. I was interested to get his insight into an unparalleled career in sport and learn his hopes for the future. Ladies and gentlemen, Frankie de Tory. In 1990, you became the first teenager since Lester Piggott to ride 100 winners in one season. Despite the massive achievement, what sort of pressure were you under in attempting to maintain and replicate the same level of success in future seasons? Mm, well, at the time when I did, I was young. I didn't know I did it until it actually did happen and somebody picked it up and pointed it out and I was the youngest, the youngest one since Leicester. So I don't put myself in that much pressure. I, you know, you always try to do your best and you count the winners at the end of the season. I mean, I don't really set out to say oh, I must win 100 or I must win 200. I mean, you just try to do your best. So, you know, every race is pressure. But uh, so in, in some level of degree, no, no different to any footballer going on the pitch and trying to score or try to win a game. I'm in exactly the same. How was it following in your dad's footsteps as a decorated jockey himself? Uh, well, to start, I would say it was my inspiration because, you know, it was the one I looked up to because I lived in the outskirts of Milan where most of my school friends, parents, they either worked in a factory or did simple jobs and lived in a flat. You know, my dad was pretty privileged because he was already champion jockey. He had a villa and he had a Mercedes in the drive. So, you know, I wanted to be like him. I wanted to follow his footsteps because, you know, it was a good example to me. And, uh, and uh, you know, but then it obviously there's a lot of pressure because, you know, got to... Uh, a name in your shoulders and you get judged from a very early age what well, it could be a help it can, it can be also uh, bad but uh, in my case it was a help your son Rocco has shown great promise as a jockey do you think history might be repeating itself up to six months ago wasn't interested in the slightest but now he's doing a few uh, Shetland Grand National pony races and He's won a couple and uh, he loves it, loves it. And he's uh, actually quite small and you can ride, but he's only 12, so I can't really tell, but all the signs are there. And it'd be awesome that a third generation of my family can do that. 
but uh, it's early days. I don't want to. I think the worst thing you can do is push someone to do it. So it's got to come from inside him. To what extent do you rely on the trainer for a potential victory? I think uh, a lot. And the good trainer can also not just train the horse, but they can explain the way the horse is. Because, you know, to, to get an animal fit, you know, there is, um, you know, there is quite some basic rules, exactly like training an athlete. But you know, to get inside the minds of a racehorse, that's the most important thing because obviously they can't communicate. So you have to go inside their brain to try to get the best out of them. And, and if you've got a trainer that he's in, in, got the ability to explain it to you, it makes my life a lot easier. And that's why me and John get on so well because he absolutely explains to me how the horse is and then I, I put it into practice. In 2002, you became a team captain on the long-running BBC quiz, A Question of Sport. How did you find making the move from competitive sport to light entertainment? It was lots of fun. I did uh, two, years, two years of it. I would say about uh, maybe 40 shows. It was good fun. It was uh, very entertaining. And uh, yeah, it was something different, something that I enjoyed. I mean, I was absolutely useless on it but that didn't matter or just the fact that i was doing it being there and yeah it was a great experience now in 2011 you became you came seventh on celebrity big brother firstly why did you do it and secondly the public get to see the best of the day's action in a 45 minute episode but give us a sense of the boredom you had to deal with on a daily basis well basically um I got offered a lot of money to do it, so I was uh, I was offered the time, so I thought I might as well do it. And then uh, I actually never re I watched it before, but I never actually understood what was the old game about. So I went in there quite blind and naive about what was the old purpose of the game. Anyway, I didn't realize the purpose of the game was to uh, argue with everyone, but I, I wasn't there to argue. I was just you know I'm not that kind of person. So what, we, what I did, basically, to keep myself entertained, I made breakfast for everyone, I did the washing up. Most of the times I chopped carrots and onions to prepare things for the dinner, cooked dinner, and did the washing up. And then we did a, like a stupid game for about an hour, and that was it. So it was, you know, obviously you got no watch, no phones, no newspapers. So the light was my guide, and because at the time I was doing the school run, so you know I could tell you know what time was what because when I used to drop the kids at school was you know around half seven was just beginning to get light, so I knew then was half seven, and then it, when I went to this was January, so I went to pick them up. It was quite dark by four o'clock, so I knew then it was time to get the dinner ready. But that's the only way I worked out the times. But I'll be honest with you, it was the first week was great because you get to talk to everyone, you get to you hear everybody's life story. But then after a week, we all run out of things to say. So it was, yeah, pretty. Yeah, I'm glad that I've done it and I made some good friends, but absolutely pointless. 
So looking back at your career, what's your proudest achievement? Obviously for winning seven races at Ascot. First one to Donna, it was a big day and uh, you know and that's really what from being a normal jockey made me an asshole name and made me really famous and gave me opportunity to do big brother and all sorts of things. So I'll you know definitely be my proudest moment. And finally, what's next for Frankie Dottori? Next, I'm doing this theatre today. And I've got, I'm doing it all week actually around the country, just catching up on things. I'm waiting for the kids to break up from school at Christmas. I'm going to go three weeks in Brazil for a holiday. And then before you know, I'm going to start getting fit again and start again. I mean, I've got so much to look forward to next year with the, an enabling cracksman that I'm staying in training. So. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to just enjoy this moment because, you know, after a long season to now, just, you know, I only came back from Melbourne on uh, Friday, so I'm still pretty jet-lagged. But it's nice to be able to eat and drink and just not worry about any racing. So I'm going to chill out for a bit and start again next year. Thank you very much to our guest for being the subject of another Beyond the Title interview. If you like this, why not browse the website and see if there's anything else that takes your fancy. Don't forget to like our Facebook page to receive updates on forthcoming interviews and to see more information about me and what I do. Thanks again and hopefully see you next time for another Beyond the Title interview.